Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, If you had to make a choice between purchasing a distressed commercial property or a stabilized one, which one would you choose? Would you choose the distressed property, 24 units, needs a roof, and very, very poorly managed? Or would you choose a more stabilized property that's 100% occupied and managed very well? Which one would you choose? Well, there's pros and cons to both. Now, on the distressed property, the pros would be you can buy at a discount because it's distressed. Number two, if you buy right, you can make a boatload of money. Number three, because the financing is not ideal to the lender, you may have to go the seller financing route or the creative financing uh, methodologies that we teach. So there's seller financing potential. The cons are it's risky. Buying distressed commercial property is risky. It's inherently risky. Many things can go wrong. And number two, the financing is not very straightforward. All right. Now, on the other side where we have a stabilized property, the pros are you're going to cash flow from day one. That's really important to you beginners out there. And number two is less risky. There's no heavy lifting. There is not a lot of rehab to do, which is risky. So this may be ideal for you. And number three, because the property has a stable financial history, you know, great income and expenses that the banks can track and approve, you have the best bank finance possibilities. The cons are you may have paid market price or close to it. Now, for me personally, that may not be a bad thing. And we'll talk about that shortly. And lastly, you may not be able to raise the rates immediately. Again, I don't think that's a bad thing, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So here's the next question. Which one do you choose? You know, it's a personal preference. So at what point do you choose the distressed property? At what point do you choose a stabilized property? It's all about you. Let's talk about that next. All right. Which one do you do? Distressed or stabilized? I'm going to address this question to you as a beginning commercial real estate investor. So as a beginning commercial real estate investor, if you were to go after and pursue a distressed property, number one, do only light rehab. No major rehabs. Too risky. Okay. Next. Do not do 100% vacant properties. No matter how good the numbers are, don't do it. Too many things can go wrong with you as an investor. Contractor can rip you off. You can open up the walls and find disaster behind the walls. And those two things can take you down because you're a beginner. Number three, you need to be well capitalized and have reserves. You need to have money to purchase the property, also to do the rehab. Do not consider doing the rehab with cash flow. Never happens. Okay, so I have all the money up front. Number four, extra strategy. It's so important and it needs to be conservative. So what is your extra strategy? Maybe you can buy, fix up, and sell, or buy, fix up, and hold long term, or buy, fix up, and do a cash out refi. Whatever you do, make sure your extra strategy is conservative, meaning you have room for mistakes. You have room for a changing market. You have room for when stuff doesn't go right. 
And number five, no DIYs, no do-it-yourselves. The reason why is because if you're a beginner, too many things can go wrong here. So I suggest getting an experienced advisor, experienced coach, experienced team members on your team to help you do this side. We can help you. Number five, I'm going to give you what I call a common sense formula for distressed commercial property. This is pure common sense. If you don't follow this, I don't know what you're following. This is formally here. It's pretty simple. Uh, acquisition costs plus your rehab costs equals your all-in costs. Got it? Okay, so acquisition costs is your cost to purchase the building. Rehab costs or your rehab costs, you add those two things and you get your all-in costs. So now you have your all-in costs calculated. Now, here's the formula. Your ARV, your after repair value, must be greater, much greater than your all-in costs. Your ARV, your after repair value, must be greater, like greater than your all-in costs. Here's a quick example. Let's say your acquisition costs are 300000 Just make it up. Your rehab cost is 100000 So your all-in cost is 400000 so your after repair value must be greater than your $400,000, all right? So you want your after repair value to be much greater than your $400,000. You want this number to be greater than $400,000 in order for it to make sense to you. So don't have an all-in cost of $400,000 and have your after repair value $500,000. That's cutting it too close. Common sense formula. Whenever you look at any distressed property, make sure you do this, okay? If you don't, again, I don't know what you're looking at, okay? All right, now let's go over to the stabilized side. On the stabilized side, if you're a beginner, these are just solid things to do in any market. Number one is to have reputable property management. So what is reputable property management? Well, you need to have a good reputation, good references, but really important, they need to have the four M's. We focus on the four M's in our company every single month, four M's. If your property management company doesn't talk to you or send you reports on the four M's, do not hire them. Here are the four M's, marketing, management, maintenance, and money, okay? Marketing, maintenance, management, and money. You need to have systems for all four or you're in big trouble, okay? <laughs> big trouble. So make sure your property management company talks to you and can talk about the four M's. Number two, I want you to have, as a beginner, long-term financing. A lot of these commercial loans today, they'll do, uh, you know, 30-year amortization, but the loan ends in five years, the balloons in five years. I don't like those loans today because I think where the market is right now, uh, you may run out of time and be caught in the fifth year in a down market. So I want you to have greater than five years, seven, 10, 12, whatever you can do. So greater than five years. Number three, have a rainy day fund. Uh, you need a rainy day fund for when stuff goes wrong. You may not want to call the insurance company and stuff always goes wrong in commercials. It's part of being a, a, a good investor is to have a rainy day fund. And how much do you save up? And this is your initial savings account. You need to save 5% of your gross rental income. That's just the start. So when you buy their property, the first 5% should go towards your savings. That's called a rainy day fund. It's the smartest thing you can do. Number four, I want you to do every quarter to do a market rent survey to see where the rents come go up. Yes, this is a stabilized property, but every, every, you know, once a year, twice a year, you should be able to bump up those rents 
How do you know how much you can bump it up? You need to compare your property and your amenities to another property and their amenities. And that's called a market rent survey. Your property management company can do that, or you can do it yourself. Number five, I want you to think long-term. Long-term in commercial is where the money is made. How many of you have heard of a person uh, when they uh, when they have inherited a property, it's, it's been in the family for a long time, and it's a lot of money, right? Well, it's because they had a long-term outlook. I want you to have the same thing. Having a long-term outlook will set you up for your retirement, right? Having a long-term outlook will set you up to leave a legacy for your family. Having a long-term outlook will help you with ministry goals that you have or charity goals that you have or travel goals. It comes from thinking long-term in this business. Number six, I want you to focus on B and C class properties. Many of you think that the stabilized properties, the nice ones are the A class. Not so. Don't focus on the A class because they're too expensive and return on investments are too low. Focus on the stabilized B and C class properties in good neighborhoods and think long term. Those two things are winners. Now, I want to share with you the secret to commercialistic success if you are buying a distressed or stabilized property. Now, I have recorded a video uh, with that secret or secrets. The video is called Secret to Commercialistic Success. These are just absolutely bottom line things to know uh, and to put yourself in a position to make the best decision on any uh, commercial or income producing property. Okay, so make sure that you watch that video. And the second is, if you are further interested in looking at distressed commercial property, I have a video, How to Buy Distressed Commercial Real Estate. Go ahead and watch it. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed distressed versus stabilized commercial real estate. Whatever one you choose, I want to be smart about it.